daily deep dive into everything Utah Jazz. It's time! All season long and even in the offseason, it's Jazz Daily with JJ and Alex on your exclusive home of Utah Jazz basketball. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome on in. It is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. You know what that music means. It's our Jazz Daily, although today it's been lots of Jazz Daily. With the trade deadline, of course, that passed at 1 p.m. here Mountain Time. Some deals made, of course, here in the state of Utah. Some uh, outgoing and incoming assets and... Uh, that's what we do, JJ. We refer to people and uh, and draft picks as assets now. Cold, cold business, isn't it? Yeah, it's part of the deal. Part of the deal. Uh, by the way, our program is always brought to you by G2G Bars. All natural ingredients and no preservatives make the G2G Bar a perfect bro- protein bar. Costco, Holiday Oil, Maverick, Associated Foods, all in the refrigerated section. And Trajan Wealth, T-R-A-J-A-N, wealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com for your retirement. Let's kick off the hour here with the host of the pre-half and post-game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. He is Jake Scott, also 10 to noon on uh, Jake and Ben, of course, right here on these very airwaves. So let's get to the cut and jump in right here. It's time for the biggest story of the day. This is what made the cut with J.J. and Alex on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Jake Scott, Jake, you've seen lots of trade uh, deadlines come and go. Where does this one rank on the uh, on the excitement rating sheet for you? Oh man, locally, oh, we'd have to go back and and think. Clarkson was before the deadline, right? Hornacek was before my. That was at the deadline, but that was before my right. time. Um. Oh, it seems like we've had some close ones, right? I mean, you guys can help me on this. Like, uh, there was the year the Mike Conley trade almost happened, but remember that that didn't come to fruition. Yeah, and until, Ricky Rubio was upset until the off season. Yeah, right. I mean, we've we've seen a lot of like we've seen a lot we've seen a lot of deadlines like today, where um, you know, like the Joe Ingles deadline. Uh, trade deadline move comes to mind uh, just a couple of years ago where you know you you have to do the you have to do what's best for for the franchise at the moment and that's that's what the best front offices do and the best ones know when to pull pull triggers and and when to make tough decisions so um you know i i love the trade deadline i the uh, I love the NBA offseason. I love the, the chess match, the game behind the game. All of it really fascinates me about sports and, and fascinates me about the, uh, about the NBA. And the Jazz have never really been the most aggressive trade deadline uh, team. And I, I don't know that being aggressive at the trade deadline has ever really been – I mean, it's, it's worked certainly, but I don't know if it's ever really been the – the, the solution to what usually ails most franchises, right? I think the trade deadline might be one of the most overrated things in sports, to be quite honest. Oh, how dare you. Although my favorite jazz trade deadline moment was when uh, Ennis Cantor was traded at the deadline and our cameras we went, we went down yeah. to the We went down to the practice facility back when we could still do that. They don't let us do it anymore. Yeah. And uh, our cameras caught Ennis walking off the court, and he waved bye to us. Oh, my It was goodness. unbelievable. Yeah. And, of course, he became the heel turn and the, sure. all the stuff. It was fun. Anyway, 
but Jake, the trade deadline deals can matter and do matter, and I think the Jazz, what they did today, does matter. I was trying to convince Alex today that while what the Jazz did today was boring, I thought it was important because they got back into the draft this year when they were probably going to end up conveying that first-round pick to the Thunder. What did you think about what the Jazz did today? Um, I think you, I think the Jazz did the right moves, and yes. I think that's what's important to, to keep in mind for these reasons. I'm, I, I was thinking about this comparison today, and this just shows you where I am in life. Uh, but there's an, there's an episode of Bluey called Keepy Uppy, mm-hmm. and uh, it's about keeping the balloon in the air. Very simple. You know, every kid plays the game, right? You know, don't let it hit the ground. And, it, you know, that we, I heard you guys talking about assets, and that's what we're calling them now, and assets and players and things like that. But the, the idea is to, is to keep assets going and moving for as long and to as high a level as possible, but certainly not ever letting it come to a dead end. Right, yeah. Right, never letting it, never letting it hit the ground, and sometimes it goes up, and sometimes it it, it goes down. But uh, I'll give you an example of of what I'm talking about. Um, you know, the Jazz did a trade for Tom Dugugliata years ago, and forgive me for not remembering the details right off the top of my head, but I think it was coming from Minnesota or Phoenix. Anyway, the Jazz, it, it might have been Phoenix. The Jazz ate his salary. And uh, they got a first-round draft pick for the for the pleasure. It was highly protected, but it was the Knicks' first-round draft pick, and the Knicks were terrible. And so that that draft pick kept getting bumped down for years. Jeremiah and Alex, you too. I know you guys remember this. Oh yeah. I mean the the Knicks pick. The Knicks pick. Yep. It was the most valuable commodity in the league <laughs> at one point. Somebody said, and it turned into Gordon Hayward at number nine. Right. And, okay, all right, there you go. And he, he's a guy, and he makes an all-star, and okay. But you know what happened? Hard end, left, asset dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gone, yes. nothing, nothing for the trouble. All those, all those years, we're probably talking, you know, that asset boiled for, what, 15 years. And yeah, then 2004 is when the trade was made, drafted in 2011, left in 2017. So, yeah, that was crazy, too, because it was a that particular trade. Tom Gugliotta, a first-round pick, a second-round pick. Wasn't and a, Ben Hanlogan in that trade? Hanlogan was in there with Keon yeah. Clark. Those were the right. two names for the, uh, right. that, that, the, uh, that the Suns got. So, in the end, there are – like because I think we do. We look at, at 2029, right, and we'll look and go, yeah, what does that mean for right now? I mean, Locke, Locke comes on our show and goes – they're planning for hey, this is what they're doing. They're planning for twenty seven to twenty eight, and you're like, yeah, but that's hard. That's hard on a day like today to kind of go. Oh yeah, what does it really mean? And we were looking at. I mean, last year at this time, this very day last year, the Jazz made well, how many people left? It was Connolly. It was Vanderbilt. It was Malik yeah. Beasley. Yeah. All out the door. And, and kind of a. It wasn't a shock that they would leave, but it was such a long list of guys. And it radically changed the roster, and their yes. competitiveness went way down. Yeah, and so. I don't see that necessarily happening, but what's the immediate kind of short term with Simone Fontecchio being off of the off of the roster and Kelly Olenek, obviously two guys who are a massive piece of the rotation, and even uh, Ochai was getting minutes because they needed that kind of they need some they needed some guards coming in and playing. So what are they going to do short term? Will Hardy especially has got to figure this thing out. Uh, well. Listen, here's what's interesting about what happened today is is short term, there you know, nobody's gonna argue they're a better team 
today than they were yesterday. All due respect to Otto Porter Jr. Uh, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but they didn't trade any of their their key pieces. They didn't do the fire sale thing. They're not a fundamentally different team. And as wacky as the NBA, I mean, guys, as crazy as the last month of the season alone is in the NBA with teams trying to lose and who knows who's playing and resting and how how crazy that that madness gets. If the Jazz play their guys, they're still a good enough team to make the play in. If they if that's what they want to do, if they want to convey the pick to Oklahoma City and go ahead and try and win. I think the ceiling is about where it was before, honestly. I don't think that fundamentally I don't think that fundamentally changed today. But if they want to make the pick, um, you know, they could they could start losing games on purpose if they really wanted to. I for the sake of my job, I I hope they I hope they make a push for it. Why not? Why not why not add some spice to the to the season and, and see maybe what some of the younger players can do in a competitive you know, a competitive environment. No question. Hey, look, this is not a great draft. You're not tanking for this draft. So go and try to get in the play and try to do something that that's going to go win games, try to make the play and try to get in the playoff, get that eight seed, whatever it is. There's no reason for the Jazz not to do that. But as you, I, you, you I agree. Yeah. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jerry. I, I was just going to say, I was just going to add, and it gives them flexibility too yeah. because the way the rules are set up, you, you don't have to – Keep planning on that pick. You can just move on and trade other picks that now become available to trade. That's all. 100%. Uh, you mentioned young guys getting a chance, and I, I want to ask you who benefit on the current roster, now that these moves have been made, who benefits the most from these changes? Oh, Hendricks by, by yep. a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's going to play more. And, and good. Um, I don't I, – I, I would encourage fans to temper their expectations a little bit. I mean, young, young and learning. But – Physically, you know, I bet I'm going to miss those chase down blocks from Ochai and those uber athletic defensive plays. Like those were, those turned out to me anyway to be the best part of his game. But Hendricks might have a bunch of those, so that could be nice. But is probably going to make probably going to make some mistakes and and not play, you know, winning basketball for a minute. But you know, it's probably a good thing to to um, see what he's got. You mentioned Ochai. I, I, I didn't get it. We haven't asked you about that. It's I, th- I was surprised that he was put in a trade today, um, but then I wasn't really surprised because he wasn't getting as many minutes as he was. Uh, it's kind of interesting that the Jazz decided to pass on him and move him move him in a trade like this, meaning they he wasn't in their long term plans. Were you surprised by that? Um, I mean, yes and no. Um, I think. I didn't think anybody on the roster was really untradeable given given the right price. And if Ochai were a player that were taking the next step, yeah, I think his role would have been a bigger one. So maybe that that speaks to the opinion of, of the Jazz internally. I certainly wouldn't want to speak for them, but I, I certainly would get what why somebody would read into it that way. But he also still had value. You know, he's young and he's athletic and he, he's he does those things, and there's there's a reason that that he's an NBA player. And young players, uh, oftentimes, and you can you can see why franchises do this. They think, well, we see it. Let's get him under our umbrella with our coaches, with with our thing, and and we're going to turn this guy into a guy, you know. And 
it, it happens sometimes and, and sometimes it doesn't. But uh, Ochai had value because he's a good player. And, you you know, you don't get moved at the deadline unless unless you don't. You've got to have some value to help a team or fit into the long-term uh, uh, framework of the team, which usually means young players. You know, Simone, interestingly enough, who's not all that young, the, the the only reason that the Pistons would even make that deal is that they like him, uh, they like him so much they're gonna they're gonna sign him long term. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to make the trade for him unless they say, "Wow, that dude's a guy," you know. So good for good for uh, Simone, but you know, you usually got if you get moved to the deadline, you got to help a team win now. Or it's got to be a big name that moves, and then a zillion players move. You know what I mean? Do you remember? There was a there was a year when Don Nelson was the GM of the Mavericks, and he, uh, I think, Mark Cuban just bought the team, and he and the wow, was it the Nets? Just like swapped rosters. It was like it was the craziest deal ever, where they just were like, okay, let's trade teams, <laughs> and let's see if this goes any better for for either one of us. Yeah, and it did. They just they both became NBA champions right after that. I mean, that was the whole point, <laughs> of course. Uh, Jake, let's talk about some of these teams who, just from around the league, so many Jazz former Jazz men's names were attached to some of these trades. Uh, the yeah, Knicks, that was crazy. the Knicks. I think uh, we we chatted about this with uh, uh, with uh, Steve Ashburner, who said, "Look, the Knicks won the day." And again, if you're going to get moved to the deadline, Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks, like they want you to do some stuff right now. That's a team that is getting getting better in the East and probably got better today. So, how did everybody else do in the in the drafts around the league? Um, yeah, I mean, the, you know, we love Bogdanovich, right? Um, uh, I think he makes them better. Uh, I think uh, I I think that they really needed to get better. Um, Oklahoma City, I mean, that's an interesting one. Do you, like, if Gordon Hayward has something left in the tank, um, he he should make them better. You, you know, the my, the first thought I had on, on the Knicks is, is okay, Bogdanovich is going to go. That's going to help them with their depth. But is he going to be one of their key guys, or is he just going to be a depth guy? And it's like, because with Tom Thibodeau, the difference is stark. Like, if he's just going to be a depth guy, he's never going to play. So why would you make the deal? Like, like Alec Burks is never going to see the floor again <laughs> because Thibodeau just plays his, his five guys the whole game. So I thought, like, okay, Bogdanovich makes them better, but how much is he going to play? Because role guys never play under under Tom Thibodeau. So I don't know. That's funny. But, yeah, it, it was crazy, the amount of, of former Jazz players that, that were moving around. How about – uh? How about Royce going to Phoenix? I know, and uh, he <laughs> continues to he continues to have value. Is turned into a uh, you know a wily vet that teams uh, teams want to add. You know, Royce was never the most gifted athlete, but what he had was a lot of heart and a willingness to go guard and do the things no one else wanted to do. And like I love that Kawhi Leonard's motto in college was "Board man gets paid." It's true. If you want to go grind it out, you know, maybe you're not a max guy in the NBA, but you're going to have value. And, and who would have thought Royce would, would battle his way up the jazz system? And, and in his case, you know, I think it's kind of an honor for him to get traded to the Suns. The Suns are trying to get – they've got to get better now. They're not adding Royce unless they think that he can fill a role for them. 
and uh, I, I've, I've got no love for the Suns, certainly, but I kind of hope he succeeds. I was, I was like that about Royce. Few NBA players want to go like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll go, I'll go put it on the line, sure. I'm a, I'm a six five guy, six six guy. I'll go guard Giannis. Yeah, why not? Let's go have a day. You know, I love that. I love Royce. Always, <laughs> always, always pulling for him and cheering for him. He's a great dude. Uh, I think the biggest story of the deadline, Jake, might be the deals that weren't made, uh, the big names that did not move, and the big teams that didn't make any moves. A lot of contenders just stayed pat. Well, what stood out to you, Jeremiah? Where was the where where was the big one we wanted? Atlanta. Dejounte Murray I mean, didn't move. Yeah. The Lakers didn't do anything. They're ninth, and no. they they made no moves. Uh, the Clippers the and Lakers Nuggets and Timberwolves the, didn't do anything. The Lakers don't have much value. I, you know what? I I was thinking about this, Jeremiah. That's kind of where I I I wanted to ask you where you wanted to start because from like a like a buyer standpoint, you know, teams that want to compete. I think this might be the byproduct of things being so wide open. Yeah. Like, how many teams can talk themselves into, like, well, we got a shot now, you know? We don't need to, you know, uh, spend all of our depth and, and all of our assets or whatever the case may be. Like, if you're Minnesota, I, I don't know if I'd pick them at the moment to win the title, but they got as, they got as good a shot as anybody. I mean, I guess, you know, you'd give a, maybe a slight nod to Denver, but I don't think they're as good this year as they were as they were last year. So, I mean, Boston's been really, really good, but they they haven't done it yet. You know, it's not like they're the, the Warriors dynasty. So, right. like, from a, from a buyer standpoint, like, I think there's a lot of franchises that can talk themselves into, like, hey, I don't have to mortgage the future. The, the, that's why I say the Lakers are interesting because they're the ones that, that can say, like, we gotta we gotta spend everything we got. I mean, yeah. LeBron's LeBron's forty seven, and, <laughs> and and Anthony Davis is is actually playing, so we got to do something. That's why that's interesting. And in Atlanta, Kyle, I got I got no clue what Atlanta is doing ever. I have no idea why Quinn Snyder took that job. That seemed like easily the biggest red flag job. I mean, right down to it's funny like Ben. Ben was the one who really alerted me to this. Like, look, look into the internal politics inside the Atlanta, like, front office to, like, the owner and the owner's son. Yeah. And then multiple people hired to make decisions. And now Quinn Snyder takes the job, and he's making the decisions. And it's like, ah, is he? And so I I don't know with Atlanta. They're, they're one of those franchises where, don't ask me, uh, so don't don't ask me to explain their behavior. Yeah. I I don't know. Other than maybe there just wasn't a ton out there for the the other reason I mentioned. Like teams are like, well, do we need to spend everything on Dejounte Murray? Because you know we could we could possibly do it now. Yeah. All that talk about Jordan Clarkson and the Lakers and what they're going to do and the Knicks and all that. And so there you go. And ends up uh, just being all talk. Uh, Jake, if you want to entertain but, yourself but listen, today, that's why. Like no, sorry, real quick. That's, yeah. That's why you don't sell the. That we're going to lose games on purpose, and everyone must go. Yeah, and and you have to you have to mean that because yeah, why would you sell Clarkson for pennies on the dollar? Why would you do that? Would just just because there's some maybe it's kind of in your best interest to lose games. Maybe I mean I, it's I'm I'm glad I'm glad Jordan's still on the team. Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, no. I was just going to say just for as an aside for you and the coach, you and Tim to uh, entertain yourselves with today. 
Go to the Jazz Instagram page and click on the comment section of the Thank You Simone uh, post that they put up. The country of Italy could not be more disappointed, not just in the Jazz, but the entire state of Utah and anybody who has ever said anything nice about the state of Utah. It is the most hilarious thing. You have to hit the translate button quite often, but uh, it is... It's worth every click of the translations because the amount of times they insult your grandma, your uh, dead grandparents, reference to Simone Fontecchio being traded. I mean, it is the Great Salt Lake. The Great Salt Lake. Go, go. They even throw in a blankety blank yourself, Utah. Michael Jordan will own you forever. Like they in full Italian, like they are going all in on Simone and uh it was just a, a simple thank you post. They must know they didn't get the business side of how this thing worked, obviously, today. But just as a fun thing, you and Tim go through it. It's pretty hilarious. Well, I don't know how to work the Insta Snap Talk. But, oh, you don't uh, need to. You don't need, you don't need an account. You don't need an account or anything. <laughs> just look at the Jazz okay. Instagram page, and there's a big old picture that says, Thank you, Simone. Click on it and just start going through the Listen. comment section. Listen, I don't, I don't know social media well, but I, I just feel, I feel like Alex is trying to send me communist propaganda. No, no, listen, <laughs> listen, no, listen, PK, listen, PK. Listen, PK. You can get on the computer. The computer's your friend. You can work this. Let's go. Oh man, I'm so joking. I'm so joking. I, I will check it out. Yeah, sure it. it's good. It's good. All right, uh, Jake Scott, 30 minutes away from him and the coach uh, breaking down in the pre-half and post right there on the Jazz Radio Network. We appreciate it, Jake, for carving out some time here, man. You're the best. All right, boys. You're the best. There you go. Thanks, Jake. Jake's got it, buddy. It's not like they sent Simone to Cleveland. Calm down, Italy. (laughs) Jeez. I'm trying to think who you could have sent. I'm just trying to think where, you know, Italy doesn't have a ton of, uh, of enemies, you know? And so I'm trying to think of, like, just the most egregious thing you could do. Trade Simone Fontecchio, insult their food. Apparently, it's up there with insulting the food. Have you seen those memes of people, Americans, like, going to Italy and, like, putting ice in their wine and, yeah. like, uh, cutting their spaghetti with scissors just to see the reaction of, <laughs> of like, of genuine Italians? Like, they'll go, a restaurant owner will go and take, like, the food away from them and be like, no, no, we don't do this. You don't mess with their wine. And you don't mess with their pasta. No. And Simone Fontecchio. They're basketball players. All right, we'll take a break. We will come back. Uh, We've got more jazz to talk about. We've got more to get you uh, all the way ready for this uh, jazz versus Phoenix game tonight. We didn't even get to ask Jake about the – about this Phoenix game tonight, other than just saying it was going to be, you know, that Royce O'Neal, <laughs> who's not going to be playing, obviously, tonight. The, but, I mean, come on. The trade deadline, obviously, the story today. But the good news is that he and Tim will actually break down the game tonight after all this Leave that mess. to them. Leave that to them. Uh, so, tune in at 6 for that. Yeah. Boo-hoo, by the way, for uh, for David Locke, who, of course, was uh, said it was going to be bad weather today in Phoenix. It did. It rained and 50 degrees. Awful, awful day in Phoenix. All right. That's rough. We'll take the break here. We'll come back. We've got tons around the corner you don't want to miss. Uh, when I say tons, I mean just a couple of segments left to get you ready for this uh, Jazz and Suns matchup tonight. Nice little uh, Western Conference matchup. Uh, we'll get it going here. Stay with us, 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. All the latest news and notes from the league and the locals in the NFL. JJ and Alex bring you the NFL Blitz. Ah! 
on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back. It is JJ and Alex, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All right. Uh, oh, we did the NFL Blitz uh, last hour, right? We sure did. We got to get you ready for some jazz basketball, brother. Let's blitz the NBA. Uh, so, first of all, it is that time of the week. We want to be able to honor all of the folks who are involved in youth sports in some way in your community. Okay? And so, every week we are... Part of our KSL Sports and Hercules Credit Union uh, combining powers to really highlight the people in your community that are amazing youth sports volunteers or workers of some sort who go the extra mile to make your kid feel special, your family, and their sports experience be amazing. Any youth sports person that you want to nominate, you go to KSL.com or KSLSports.com slash contest. KSLSports.com slash contest. This week's winner is Aaron Henninger. Uh, this is a special nomination by somebody who did exactly what we asked, which was to nominate these people who, by the way, don't think that anybody's going to ever kind of give them any sort of honor or anything like that. But that's what makes this so cool. And you can honor the person who is the Hercules Credit Union Hero of the Week yourself, Aaron Henniger, out of Corner Canyon. Aaron is the, a football coach for Corner Canyon Youth Tackle Football League in Draper. According to this uh, nomination here, he's the most caring football coach, spends hours preparing for the football season, doesn't stop once the season's over. Aaron connects with each kid with the goal of improving each player's skills as well as teaching life lessons. Uh, whether it's a coach on a team or a volunteer, a referee, even a parent that coordinates rise to the players, we want you to submit your nomination today. Go to kslsports.com slash contest and nominate that person for the Hercules Credit Union Hero of the Week Aaron Henniger, this week's winner, is going to get a $50 Visa gift card courtesy of the folks at Hercules Credit Union. Well-deserved. By the way, if you are coaching in the Corner Canyon Youth Tackle Football League, you're developing future NFLers, man. So, at least in recent years, right? <laughs> Certainly have. <laughs> yeah. So, congrats to Aaron. And we appreciate the nomination as well. So, keep them coming. KSLsports.com slash contest, and we will get our – Hercules Heroes of the Week uh, worked out every week. Every Thursday, we'll uh, we'll read off the winner. So there you go. Congrats to Aaron Henniger. All right, uh, let me see here. The NBA has changed not a ton today, JJ, but it did in fact get a little bit of a facelift, and that's what the trade deadline does all the time. But you say when you say the trade deadline has become the most boring day now, it's the most overrated day. Obviously. Free agency in the offseason becomes quite an interesting day. Not anymore. What ends up being the biggest day then for you? What ends up being just the what ends up being just a huge day? Is it just it they're not that fun anymore because the big deals aren't being made? trades come out of nowhere. You don't know when they're coming anymore. That's the drama. Damian Lillard got traded two days before camp started. Yeah. That was a blockbuster deal. Yes. Okay. Uh Donovan Mitchell. When did that happen? September. Happened in football season. Yeah. So you know, these these deals are the way that these NBA teams make big, massive changes. You're not going to see 
on on July 1st anymore, like big, massive, earth-shattering free agent signing. It doesn't work that way anymore. Uh, these players sign the contracts, and then they want, they'll want they go where they want to go, and the trades happen. A player says, I want to be traded, and they make it work. Look at James Harden with the Philadelphia 76ers, ends up at the Clippers. It's turned out to be a great deal. We didn't see that coming. I think a lot of people thought it would be a bust like it was with the Nets, and he was good with the Sixers, played a big role in their playoff push last year, but you know, obviously wasn't the player that he had been. No one expected it to go as well as it has with the Clippers. So the the uh, the day knowing like at the hour when all these massive things are going to be happening, you know, remember free agency with Gordon Hayward. Those those things resonate with you, but those days are kind of over because of the way that the game of basketball has changed with how personnel changes happen. You're going to see the big names get traded, not sign unrestricted free agent offers anymore. Uh, you're not going to see massive blockbuster trade deadline deals, but you're going to see small deals that do impact the league and impact the future of teams. Just look at what the Jazz did today. Uh, was there anything earth-shattering with what the Jazz did? No. No. You were you were underwhelmed, right? Oh, don't act like I'm the only one. Come on. Oh, I mean, people listening right now are like, I thought the Jazz would do more. I thought, right. You know? Yeah. They were supposed to trade Lowry Markkinen and Colin <laughs> Sexton and THT. And Jordan and Clarkson. And Jordan Clarkson. They're all going to be gone at the deadline. The entire team gone. What happened? Well, that's not how that <laughs> why works. La- why Lowry Markkinen? Why is that name I, I, there? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. But, hey, uh, by the way, I do think that, I, I mean, teams did make moves and they got better. I don't think the Knicks uh, – here's what's crazy is that I know we praise the Knicks for a minute. The Knicks will figure out a way to screw it up. They'll figure out a way to <laughs> screw it up. You still don't trust up. that the Knicks – this is like the Knicks have turned the page? I get it. People love Tom Thibodeau as a defensive mind, right? And just uh, – I mean, he's an old-school coach. Yeah. Tibbs is an old-school sure. coach. And New York loves an old-school coach, right? But I just don't think – I mean, I know adding bogey, great. Uh, Alec Burks, fine. Let's see. Let's see what they end up doing with it. But in the end, I think that you're really going to actually see. I mean, it's still the Celtics in the East. It's still the. Uh, I mean, the reality is, is they could lose to Cleveland in that in that uh, second round. The Cavaliers right? are red hot right now. Right. So they didn't make, and, and the Cavaliers didn't do, didn't do a thing. Right. Not one move. Yeah. So, and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Not one move. They didn't do a thing. Now Lakers, not one, not move. a thing. Now the Timberwolves, do you think? Do you think that they're sitting in there going, "We're going to stand pat. We didn't see something crazy we wanted to do, and we're going to stand pat because we feel like we're contenders right now." That's the idea. Is hey, we got all these, we got we got these dudes, and we feel like we can do it right now. We can turn it around right now. They have one of the best records in the NBA. I think one of the things that impacted the trade deadline more than anything was something we touched on yesterday with Locke, when we brought up the fact that there's 11 teams in the NBA that control 75 percent of tradable first-round picks. Teams can't make deals right now because they don't have the assets to make them happen because if a team wants to make a trade and they want to give up some good player to a contender, what do they want in return? They want a first-round pick. Right. I think there was only three first-round picks that were traded today, and the Jazz got one of them. And no, it's not going to be a top 10. It's going to be you know probably twenty between 26 and 30. We'll find out at the end of the season. It's better than what their options were initially. They weren't going to have one. Right. So the Jazz made moves today to get into the draft. They got a first round. They got a late first round pick and they got a second round pick. Unless right. they hit the skids here and, and tank, which they're not going to do. Ooh. 
they're going to convey their first round pick to the Oklahoma City Thunder this I love, year. But you the know rich what? Rich get richer, right, with the Thunder. But you know what? By the way, I love that we use the word convey a pick. It makes me sound smart. Well, it's like Jake, Jake and, and Ben, I heard the word convey about 100 times on their show today. Conveying <laughs> a pick, all right? You're talking about conveying a pick. I'm like, just say they get a pick, all right? Okay. Convey a pick. What are we, what is this, a, what is our program, a thesaurus? Get out of here. No, I'm just saying, look, this is, in the end, give me, give me some drama. Give me this jazz team making some moves. I don't want to wait for 2028. Well, and how are you you're going to have to. Okay. Let me how- give some love to our colleague, Ben Anderson. Oh, Ben's done a phenomenal job. He, uh, you can go to kslsports.com and read more about this topic. But today, the, the NBA trade deadline for the Jazz was about the draft. It wasn't about anything else. Mm-hmm. It was about the draft and improving the draft assets. And that's exactly what they did today. Because after tra- today's trade deadline, the Utah Jazz owned 13 first-round picks. This according to Ben. Between 2024 and 2029, 10 of those picks are fully unprotected. One is top four protected, and one is top five protected. They also own five first-round pick swaps. Thirteen first-round picks in the next six years. Yeah. That's a war chest. They have flexibility, and they have things that are going to allow them to How do many that years? thing when 2024 to 29. When's Danny going to be done, do you think? In his role currently, what's the rush to be done? He well, doesn't have to do the day-to-day on. grind that Justin Zanuck do you think does. He's really gonna, do you think he's really going to be like, Oh, I still want to be doing draft day responsibilities in 2028. We still have all these unprotected so, picks we can get. Let me explain to you what Danny's able to do, and you'll understand why he's not going anywhere anytime soon. He gets to spend all the time he wants with his grandkids. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not going to stick he around He spends all here. the time he wants to golf. And he can't stop watching film. <laughs> That's what he does. So, so you can be the governor of basketball. You can be in the position you are for Jazz out. <laughs> and still golf and still hang out with right. your grandkids, but still be an elite evaluator of talent and help build a team here with his good friend Ryan Smith. And he's got a good working relationship with Justin Zanuck, who he respects. Why would you want to leave? No, I'm not saying. Look, I think he wants to see this thing through. I, I think he wants to see the Jazz win a championship. Okay. All right. I think it would be, if he did it with Boston, what would it say to his legacy to do it here in Utah? Let's take a break. We've got more. We're going to walk you right up to jazz coverage. Okay, so getting you ready for jazz and Suns tonight from Phoenix. Uh, no Kelly Olenek, no, no Ochai Abaji, no Simone Fontecchio. They're going to have to figure out. I'm interested to see not just what the starting lineup is, but also. Give Bryce Sensabaugh 30 minutes, Will. <laughs> hey, Will. Did, did they Play bring Bryce Sensabaugh for 30? Bring, did they bring Do all those it. guys? Did they bring in those guys on the road with them? Yeah, they're, they're there. Like, we got to bring to Bryce. Yeah, Wait, we, got, we got to call up these guys. Get them on a plane. Got a bunch of two-way dudes that are just like, Put them on see. that St. George <laughs> bus. The, the party bus? What's it called? Well, uh, I don't know what they are. Yeah, the Express, the Salt Lake Saint Express. St. G- George Express. There you go. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. More to go around the quarter, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. When TV and radio collide, love it. This is what you get. You're listening to JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars. Don't touch that dial. On 97.5 BKSL Sports Zone. Welcome back. Reminder: Tomorrow, 
Hanson Scotty, you're going to be out at Minky Couture and Layton. Best blanket ever is the best Valentine's gift ever. Save 50% using the promo code right now. Zone 50 in stores and online at MinkyCouture.com. There you go. And you can join Hanson Scotty there. All right, uh, JJ, real quick. Jazz, Suns, any chance the Jazz win this game tonight? No chance. Oh, shorthanded. They're going to be down tonight, shorthanded. Suns win. Sorry. We'll see him back at home then. We'll see him back at home. For JJ and Alex, we'll see you tomorrow, everybody.